Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to Say What. It's July 29th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. And I think that uh, Dolly's back. Um, so, Dolly, are you back? <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, awesome. <clears throat> I loved I loved Jan's show. Anyway, uh, that's where she was. She was finishing Jan's show. Jan's show has a show right before this. And uh, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi there, everybody. There we go. (laughs) And uh, I'm glad you're here. And uh, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to answer if you're in the chat. Just put them in caps. To ask, yes. Yes. Yeah, I was going to tell them that a different time and I forgot. We used to always do that in Dave's chat. If you have a question, put it in all caps, and that gets our attention. And yep. and so we'll read your question and address it. Right. Hi, Walt. And hi, Mona. <laughs> hi, Walt. You want to say hi? Oh, hello there. How is everyone? Doing fine. I can't speak for the listeners, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> okay. And Mona. Mona. Did we lose her? Mona, are you muted? What is happening? Yeah, we lost Mona. She dropped off. Okay, well, I suspect she'll try to get back. The internet is so wonky lately. Everywhere. Really? Yes. Huh. Mine's been okay. I'm not going to complain. But then again, I have mystical things like a dragon protecting me. <laughs> My Rosie. You live on the mystical, wonderful, blessed land. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, okay, so uh, you sent a, a, an email that had a bunch of links to it. And the, the email was a little confusing. But I was able to go to the Ventura one, and I do have that in the uh, ready to play. But the oh, others, the, the next one didn't, it wouldn't open up. And then I, I was like, I, I can't, I, I don't have the time today to do this. Because I had, you know, I had to get a nap in. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> At that point in the game, I never saw it until I would have, I would have not been able to take my nap if I did it. And it was more important that I get my nap in. Well, I can understand nap time. Um, I did it when I could, and so I know it was a little late, but the other links were basically proving that I got this information legitimately. I didn't just pull it out of my behind. And I sent Jesse Venture a thing with Alex Collier and that Dr. Rima. I forgot her last name. Uh, we, we, no, it's it's uh, R I M A. Rima. 
and her last name is L-A-I-B-O-W. Labor. Oh. Oh, there's Mona. Back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a big lightning strike. Took everything down. Oh. We've been having a lot of lightning tonight, rumbling, the thunder, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had her on my show. She's an interesting woman, but the video with um, Jesse Ventura, did you play it? Not yet. Okay. Um, Why? Um, you play Why? it, then I'll tell you. You play it, then I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Oh, then I can ask you, is she still living out of the country? But let's listen. I believe so. I'm putting up in chat a link to something that supposedly was done a couple of days ago. Um, you know, it was hard to figure out. I think it's, um, I, I know it's with, um, oh, what's his face? Oh, for many. Uh, the crazy Alex? guy. Yeah, it's Alex Jones. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you knew the crazy guy. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Very good, Dolly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I don't know if it's an older one because you know they do that. They publish it under a different name, and then you, they're saying that it's days go ago. But it might be a new one. Let me put. I can tell one. you. Um, it's it's from between two thousand wait, two thousand nine and two thousand twelve. The the video you're going to play. I watched it when they first played it. I used to watch Jesse Ventura's show, uh, Conspiracy Theories. And yeah. uh, that's when Dave was alive, and Dave was on Jesse Conspiracy Theories many times. He always interviewed with the lady, I can't remember her name right now, but uh and she interviewed him sitting in his van. So we ended up calling Dave the man in the white van. <laughs> so that's kind of the background. But I'm what I'm trying to tell you is what they said is recent, like playing that stuff. It originated between 2012, 2009 and 2012. Well, I looked at, I looked it up and it's 2009 that they're talking about. Okay. Ah, thank that's you, when yeah. she yeah that's when she did it. Um however, what I was looking at was a one of the I don't it was it was wasn't um scopes, it was some other fact checker thing. Oh. And they were going you know off on, you know, what she was saying and apparently at that time there was a swine flu happening you know so they were saying that she was referencing the swine flu well mm -hmm. i don't know that that was true i mean mm -hmm. i don't trust anything that that they were saying but it doesn't matter some it, she was talking about a conspiracy to use a pandemic a pandemic and the vaccines to take down the to depopulate to call as she says yeah. So why don't why don't we just play it here so people yeah. know what we're talking about, and that way we won't have to listen to Doc in the background. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. I gotta get this down here without screwing things up. Okay. Um, 
pandemic. Okay, here we go. Now, one of those sources has summoned the governor. Alex Jones says he knows how they plan to depopulate. Hey, Alex, you sounded urgent. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda. And they want to do it through the medical system. And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions. That This is being done by design. They kill you slowly over time. That's why they're called soft kill. And I've got an insider I think you should really talk to, Dr. Rima Labo. But she doesn't live inside the United States because she's so concerned about all the police state developments that are taking place. But if you can get her to come up here and talk to you, she's a medical doctor, she's treated heads of states, and she really understands what's happening on the inside. Where's the doctor now? She's in Panama. Panama, so I gotta find her. You can either go down to Panama and talk to her or somehow get her up here. She doesn't like to come up here though. Here's her phone number and information in Panama. All right, I'm gonna work on it. Within days, arrangements are made. The renegade physician agrees to fly into a small airfield in the Midwest, only if the governor will meet her there, and only for a brief time. Dr. Lebeau, how are you? I'm fine, thank governor you, Governor. Governor Jesse Ventura, thanks for coming now. You've left the United States of America. Yes, sir, I have. Why? I do not feel safe living in the United really? States. Do you want to come and sit down? No, sir, I'd rather not. You'd rather just be here so you can make a fast exit if you have As to. soon as you and I finish, You're out I'm here. leaving the country again. Why? Because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. What is it about these vaccinations? You think that they're bad? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. Doctor, the response is going to be, you're crazy. How can you say this stuff? They will induce a pandemic. Going to get the flu. Everybody around us is going to get the flu. Then the United States government, based on their statements that they've already made, will say, oh my, we have a pandemic. What that means is a holocaust, a genocidal holocaust. Men and women will sicken and die, and those who survive will be infertile. Let me tell you a story. In 2003, I had a patient in my drug-free medical practice who was a head of state. And one day, she said, you know, it's almost time for the great culling to begin. 
The what? That's what I said. The what? She said the great culling, C-U-L-L-I-N-G, when you thin the herd. I said, what are you talking about? She said, it's almost time for the useless eaters to be culled. And she said, those are the people who are consuming our non-renewable natural resources. I said, who are the people who make this decision? She said, we the aristocrats this person you talk to you're bound because you're a physician and there's there's the relationship that you can't talk is this person a member of the bilderbergs she is not queen beatrice she is not the queen of england she is not henry kissinger but she certainly presented herself as a member of that power elite and she certainly was a head of state Well, that background music was annoying, (laughs) but that was back in 2009 that she said that. Are you guys there? Yeah, I am, I am. Yeah, okay. So, um, what more can you say? And the fact that she said, I want to know who who was the head of state that she was talking to. How many yeah, female yeah. heads of state were there back in 09? Ooh, somebody looked that up. I didn't have I didn't time, time to go further, to go further on, that. on that. But this is but a this U.S. Is a... head of state? Yes. No, no. well, no, a oh, head of I state. Took, I, t- I took no, it that I... it was. It's not? Well, I think a head of state is somebody like a president or a prime minister. Oh, oh. I don't know. That's my interpretation of it. Was there a, was there a female, female vice president? No, but there was Hillary Clinton screwing around. If if I, I'm assuming that you thought that it meant somebody that's high up in the government. Is that correct? Correct. Dollar? Correct. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, see, I think it has to be. Well, somebody Google it. I can Google it. Well, she it. said it wasn't Queen Elizabeth. Right. She she ticked off a bunch of heads of state, queens and yeah, and that type of thing. All right. Oh gosh. This is. Let me see what's happening here. Okay, I need to get over. I got. I'm in the images looking. I looked her up. Uh, that woman. Jan says Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. That's Germany. I don't know yeah. that she would be going to a naturalist and telling her that. That doesn't sound right. Uh, okay. Good. And I just assumed it was uh, one of uh, the U.S. government whatevers. Okay. Oops, she's. I spelled wrong. I've had a steak. I used to watch Jesse Ventura's show, Conspiracy Theories. I really got into it. And then he disappeared. I mean, he went. And I found out he had moved abruptly to, to Mexico on a huge. Um, like a, a place that he had protection all around him 
because he was on a hit list. Okay, it says, head of state, the chief public representative of a country, such as a president or monarch, who may also be head of the government. So, if, unless she had the same interpretation of what she was saying that you did. Um, Merck, well, I don't know. Because only a third of the UN, ever, UN nations have ever... Um, now, one of those sources has summoned the government. Oh, God, all I did was hit the keyboard. Uh, somehow or another, that... Uh, anyway, um, only a third of the UN states have ever had a female head of state. So, who knows? I don't know, but it's sure, you know, it's an interesting thing. That's all I got to say. Well, How many people knew? In 2009, the vice president was... Biden? Yep. Biden. <laughs> I the one before that is Cheney, so it wasn't the girl. No. Well, they weren't heads of state. It's got to be the president or the monarch. Obama is like head of state because he's the monarch. Or maybe it's Jill Biden. See, I was, I think it was Karen McDonald's. Uh, I, I, there was a second uh, two-hour program that went off on Wednesday, and you can get it in the archives right now or on podcast or even on the Rumble station, Cosmic Reality. Just put that in. It's Cosmic Reality Media, but put Cosmic Reality and you'll find it. And in that, I believe it was that particular two hours, she was discussing the concept of the structure of women, that the, there's an organization of women worldwide that's really very secret. And she sort of said, well, you know, everybody looks at all the men in the, in the, uh, in the cabal, and what they don't realize is the powers in the women. And as soon as I heard her say that, all of a sudden I saw Jill Biden in my, my mind. Is Jill the power behind the throne? They say it's always a woman. And Hillary was. And Hillary. Uh, yeah, she was behind Bill. Well, yeah. I don't know where she was around him, but she was involved. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's getting more and more. Well, it's 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 unraveling. In all sorts of ways. I mean, if you haven't listened to Jan's show, you really should. The Hunter Biden thing. Well, when when the heck did that happen? I think Wednesday, Tuesday. I'm not even sure. But I I sat down. You know, I, I always turn on uh, the Faulkner Report and uh, Fox News just to see what's happening in the world. And they're all there's a they're all outside the Hunter trial. The and they're all like, well, this is interesting because it was only supposed to be like 15 minutes of court time. And, you know, it's been like at that point, it was over two hours. And it was fascinating. I sat there and well, I'm going like this. What I was actually seeing was not particularly fascinating. But the whole rigamore that was ha it was like i was very much aware that this was a historical event that this was a big 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 change 
And so I sat there really completely emotionally detached from the whole thing. It was like, oh, well, let's see what this is about. You know, it's just like, okay, let's see what's happening here. And what you have is you have this this judge, female judge, that was appointed. Was she appointed under Trump, I think? Um, but in Delaware, which is like, uh, you know, the Biden fiefdom, I think you'd call it. You know, it's it's where their power lies in, in Delaware. And that's a long story. Um, because Delaware, no, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, Delaware, they assumed that this woman was going to, as she said, I'm not going to rubber stamp this, was going to rubber stamp it. But you have to look at what happened surrounding the actual situation, okay? You got Hunter Biden who gets a plea deal, and the plea deal was not released, See, nobody in the public knew what the plea deal really was, except what they said it was, which was that he was going to uh, plead guilty on misdemeanor charges for the gun charge and for evading taxes for two years, not the four years that they, they have enough on him for four years. So anyway, and the night before this, the day I guess it was the day before, a congressman sent to the judge, and I forget what they call it. Jan probably can put it in the chat, but that they that, that this particular piece of documentation was telling the judge, look, before you make a decision on this, be aware of the fact that we just have had these IRS investigators tell us that what you're about to make a decision on was obstructed. Please, here's their testimony. And the, the congressman through the lawyers put it into the judicial system so that the judge could take this into consideration in considering what she was about to do. Well, then the, I guess it was the next day this telephone call comes into the clerk of courts saying that she's the lawyer for this congressman and that there was private personal information that was released in those documents that they have to now tell the court take those documents out of consideration we don't want those published and the judge hearing this report you know this happened now becomes aware, or maybe she was aware, but now she becomes super aware of this IRS testimony, and does a has a has a uh, uh, trace the call. Where where's this call coming from? And it came from the lawyer's office of of, of Hunter Biden. And not only that, but apparently, according to what Jan said, that they've actually identified the lawyer that made the call there. So, I mean, but it, 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 the whole thing is like, a, this is fiction. This has got to be fiction. Or else the universe is going over its normal confines for synchronicities, for coincidences, for manipulating how people are playing this out. Because 
the day before, oh, a couple of days before all of this happened, a picture came out with Hunter Biden's lawyer sitting on a balcony in a motel room smoking a bong. Now, bongs are normally smoked from with marijuana, I've been told. Um, it, would, it wasn't crack, but it, it was this huge bong. And you, so you go, okay, so the lawyer is uh, a pothead. They are willing to do very illegal things. This Whoever this lawyer was will never practice law again that made that call. Um, and, you know, but everything is fine. But this judge now is got, I mean, they're, they're playing her for a dumbass. She's knowing it. And you can kind of sense that maybe she was getting a little bit pissed off or was in such a state of unbelief that she could she wasn't even emotionally attached to it she just couldn't believe what she was saying what was happening and so she finds out that there's this 15 it was on page 15 of the document that you know is a plea deal on page 15 buried in a document that a judge wouldn't normally even be concerned with. They had this immunity set up for Biden not to be prosecuted in anything that came down in the future, from the past, no, nothing, okay? Well, she finds this and, and, and she started asking questions like uh, to, to the, you know, the main guy there, the attorney general himself, Weiss, you know, have you ever seen anything like this in a document before? No, ma'am, I have not. <laughs> well, it's your document. What the hell are you putting it in there for? You know, and so there was a whole, that was why it went three hours. It went over three hours that they did all this. But now, and people were saying, you know, that this is like the worst thing that could happen to the Bidens. Because now Hunter has gone before a judge saying that he is willing to say that he's guilty of these specific charges on tax problems and she asks him who gave you the money China how much money it was close to 700,000 right so in a court of law he has said that he's guilty of taking money from China which his father denied it ever happened, but now puts him admitting in a court of law that he's a foreign operative and that they can put him in jail for five years for never registering as a foreign agent for the United States. I mean, for other countries. So it's like, the I'm watching this thing happen and I'm going like, the Bidens are dust. He just, he just, blew it all up and it, you know so somebody says to you there's no evidence that any of this happened you tell them that in a court of law under oath Hunter Biden admitted taking $700,000 from China without being a, registered as a foreign agent okay this is he can't talk his way out of it now and there will be a trial, 
or maybe not. Maybe the I don't know if they'll get that far. But there should be a trial, and what would normally happen is you'd go to the hunter, and if you were legitimately somebody on the side of justice, you'd go to hunter and you'd say, "Hey, hey, hunter, look at we got you dead to rights. You're going to go to prison for the rest of your life." You know, because uh, they'll stack the charges against you. All right. So why don't you just tell us who's really in charge? And for that, we'll give you complete immunity. You can live out your life. Oh, it was my dad. <laughs> you know, that's what they they would attempt to do because of what they got on him. And I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just listening to a lot of lawyers. And they were like, <laughs> you know. This they not, nobody could believe that this thing was so amateurish, except you got a pothead that's the senior lawyer, <laughs> and a crackhead that's the client. It's, oh, it's very. I mean, if you wrote this in fiction, nobody would believe it. I guess maybe that's why so many people are still in a state of denial. <laughs> so anyway, how did we get onto that subject? We were talking about. The Jesse Ventura and Jesse. that doctor lady. And, and uh, Mona said she had something to share about that. Okay, okay. Mona. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Rima is a very special human being. I've had her quite a few different times on my show. Um... The day after her husband died, she was actually on my show because they would not let her give him um, intravenous vitamin C. And so he passed over. But she and I, I mean, you can't trust Jesse, not like we used to, because he's all out on the WHO side. He is not... Uh, he, him like Schwarzenegger, just want to do what the big money wants them to do because they're getting paid off to do it. And I just don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. And I just put in chat, both chats, the last site that Dr. Rima is doing, she's trying to prevent the genocide. She's got a whole group going trying to help us to not be annihilated like they're attempting to do. So I would check that site out if I was inclined to do that, which I have. And I sign up and I try to pass it out at least once a month or whatever. It's a sad state of affairs that we can be so raped over the coals and not care. Yeah, when I saw that Jesse Ventura video with her, now she 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 uh, what was she into? What what were we talking about before? I mean, is she? <laughs> you know more about medicine. She wants everybody to do it the way of life and God. She went. Her and her husband left this country because they weren't allowed. And that was when a lot of the holistic healers were being murdered, wiped off the face of the earth, because, of course, you know, Big Pharma doesn't want to lose their money. I mean, they can't help people. 
So she went and started a farm and did all kinds of, I forget where it is. But she's somebody, you can even contact her, Nancy, and see if you can get her on the show. She's a wonderful woman. She really is. She's, she gives a damn. She really does. One of the very few. Now, Jesse, I don't trust anymore. Just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't trust either of them anymore. Whatsoever. Because they're with the WHO. How to genocide us. But that's my personal opinion. Anyway. I think the storm's blown over. Thank you so much for that information because I had never heard of her before and like I say I didn't have much time to work with this but I did look her up and um, so you put up the last one that you know of her most recent one. Yeah that was just a month or so ago maybe okay. two months ago. Oh yeah her and I Skype every now and then. And sorry. Oh yeah I'd love to talk to her. Um, to probably even just give you the. I'll try to her. I'll just give you her. Um, what you call it? Go Skype ahead. contact. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, please. Um, okay. My question about this is: Did you is, did you ever have a conversation with her? concerning what was on Jesse's show. Did she say that? Well, no, because we had other things that we were talking about. Okay, all right, yeah. You know, because it just didn't cross my mind. Like the day she was on, I don't think I put it on video, but uh, yeah, just hearing about her husband and what they put him through, just they were both in tears. It was like, oh my gosh. You know, you'd think the doctors would want, or the hospitals. You know, he was a big major military guy. He wasn't just some fly-by-night a-hole. He was important. So well, that's that's probably why he was taken out. Well, he what? He might have been important, and he was married to somebody that knew the truth. Right. I mean, I don't. I, I think that there are some very, very wonderful people in medicine. But I think there are some people that are in medicine specifically to be able to off people that the, that the black state does not want. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's, it's the whole, and it can be very easily done because they, 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 they get their clutches into these people probably when they're in medicine, medical school and again Jennifer Daniels is one of the, those people that escaped she just was very much into it saw what was happening uh, and basically made a pain in the ass of herself in a lot of ways and she's also living in uh, let's say out of the country but you know I, I feel for these people like they leave the country I don't know how they feel safe because these people are all over the world. I think the only way that you escape is to shut up and to not say anything and they may even go after you then. But um, 
one of my friends has a naturopath doctor that he's been going to for decades and she got spooked because last the last I heard last time I did a show on the doctors being killed there was over a hundred of them naturopaths that had been killed suicided you know I mean weird things like two naturopaths a husband and wife jumped off a balcony together oh really you know, I mean, like bizarre, bizarre deaths. And um, so she, she, you know, she had a number of her friends that were taken out and she decided to leave and she went to a foreign country and she's been going back and forth and spending more time in that foreign country. And all of a sudden, nobody can contact her. She's Nobody knows what happened to her. The clinic is, is not working. Uh, one of my well, my friend there, he was able to contact one of the companies that she did business with because he had stuff that he needed. And they said that she hadn't made an order with them in months. And, you know, they, they just don't know what happened. So. Who was that, Nancy? I'm not going to name her, honey. Oh, a, oh, okay. Then I didn't hear it. Legitimately, okay. I'm not going to name it. Um, Because she might be fine for anybody. I mean, nobody knows anything about it. But, you know, she's she's not answering emails. She's not answering phones. She's just not being communicated with. And this has been, you know, many weeks now. So... We, you know, I just don't see that there's any place anybody can hide and still do their job. Well, Big B- Bill Brockbader knows how to hide. Even yes. the other side is hiding him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So but it, it must be possible. But to be do to do it, he had to disappear. You know, he 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 left in 2015. For nine years, he's been nowhere you know maybe and, that's and the only way these doctors can continue to survive by dis- completely disappearing change your name change your face nobody can maybe, find you and maybe that's what happened you know maybe that's what happened because he said i i've got i'm putting those i was working on it earlier today the um the second part the second video i won't up with Bill, but he uh, he said that he that there were hundreds and he's well he ne- he never gave a number he said uh, but he indicated that it was a great number of people I don't remember exactly what he said but a great number of people have seemingly died or just gone off and are not talking to anybody or basically just disappear he said those people are going underground. To fight this battle that we know is going to be many, many years, if not the rest of our lives, but we're willing to do this in the name of humanity. So he, you know, that was that was one of the things that got Bill to really pay attention to me, because when he was in prison, he was in prison for well, it was a total of 36 months. Uh, but time served type of thing too. Um, so 
I, while he was in prison, I sent him a copy of the book 9-11 Conspiracy, which is a fiction. And he came back and he was like, how did you know this? <laughs> Same thing my father asked me about cosmic reality. How did you know this? And I just knew it. And he said that the most impressive thing was you understood the organization. And which, what, he was re what he was referencing is that when I was writing the book, yes, I, had a, I was an expert on it. I say that without any hesitation on 9-11. I knew everything that had been written on the thing when it happened in the first few years. Um, and kept up with it pretty much past that until I did write the, the book. But when I wrote the book, there was a lot of very hardcore uh, facts in it. But the it's a novel, and the storyline, the way all this happened, it was like somebody was telling me a story. And part of that story was a secret organization and that, you know, it is, is a part of the book. And then, you know, when he left in 2015 and gave us the, the videos that I'm now re reposting, um, it was amazing because it was like, that's, he knew that that organization was real. That's why, and I figured after when he asked about it, I said, oh, this is a real organization. But to get the history of the organization, how it came about, was really cool. So, um, yeah. You're right, Walt. It's like there. So there could be a, I mean, that. Maybe she's one of them. Maybe she went underground. You just never know. Right. There might be entirely be a an entire underground railroad system or something. So that these. Well, for example, let's look at something that we are aware exists. Uh, the White Heads exist. Do you think they exist on on plain light of day, in order for them to do their work and to exist, they have to remain hidden. Everybody knows they exist. Where are they? What are their names? What are the functions? Nothing. Everything is absolute secrecy because otherwise they wouldn't be able to continue existing for much longer. So if there are people that are worth the time and bother of the whiteheads, then they would have been in, in corp uh, they would have been enlisted by these by the white hats and they would be made you know to disappear so uh, nobody knows anything about them because they have been thoroughly disappeared otherwise they won't they wouldn't be able to continue their work well and i think they're also you know in various organizations that they're doing the job they're supposed to be doing but then they're doing the job they do for the white hats I think there's a lot of them. And I'll tell you, one of the, the, well, the best example I can give of that is back, I think it was 2019, there was a army report, okay, the military is telling what they're doing. And it said that they were training soldiers to fight underground. And they were spending a tremendous amount of money to do this. And as soon as I saw it, I said, this doesn't make any sense to me that they would say that they were taking particular units, gave the units that they were training as go for going underground. And I'm going like, why Why would you be releasing this? This should be at least confidential 
information. You should have kept it under wraps. Why are you so interested in underground? Well, I knew why. But, you know, and I felt that this was a white hat operation. And so you, you, how to, and when you're in a big organization, particularly like the military, nobody knows what anybody else is doing. That's just a fact of the way that it runs. You get doing what you're doing, you're not knowing what other people are doing. And sometimes you can't know because you don't have a need to know what they're knowing. They got so many compartments that, you know, I mean, I was in a position where I just kept breaking every rule and regulation that there was out there because I could. Because there was nobody watching me. (laughs) You know? And that's, I was not somebody special. This is the way that the organization ends up. And so I suspect that there's a good portion of the military that is still operating as patriots. And what you do is you say, okay, we, we need to train these soldiers, so let's just do it. And then we'll publicize it so that the higher-ups can't shut it down because we publicized it. That's kind of the way that I thought it happened. And so it made me feel better about you know, the military not being as crazy as assed as it seems. I mean, you know, there are so many layers to this, Walt. Secret upon secret upon, you know, nobody knows. Well, I think that some people know what's happening. But I tend to think that those people that know what's happening are probably high psychics. They can read the entire gamut that's happening out there. Somebody who's in the game and playing it. I doubt that you really have a, you know, Bill, Bill did, but you know he's one of the people that were the core. You know, I think I talked about this already, but it was basically Snowden, um, Edward Snowden from NSA fame, who took NSA documents and gave it to the anonymous group of hackers. And then those people knew basically who the white hats were and where the black hats were and got with the white hats and made the white hats much more powerful than they ever could have been because they had all of the secrets of who was who and what was what and what they were being blackmailed for. So, you know, that's that's how we got our handle on what's happening now. And I, you know, don't want to repeat the things I've repeated because I think I went on for quite a while about, you know, what's really happened out there. But the good news is, is things are really happening that are good. So, Dolly, we did have something to talk about. Thank you. (laughs) I knew that I knew that this needed talked about because I was told you need to do this. I had no idea why I went down that rabbit hole so thoroughly. But I did, because I was told, you need to listen to your voices, people. Listen to your inner voices. And I'm glad that you talked about it, because I feel relieved. Because <laughs> you, you feel relieved? Yes. Because uh, okay. now it's off my shoulders. They were telling me it needed, and I did it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, we talked about it, and we we, you know, have been introduced to a another uh, true patriot or true 
hero. I guess we gotta call these people heroes. We haven't heard the last from her, Dr. Lebo. Yeah. How did you meet her, Mona? Through the station. She was on with other people and you heard her? No, I used to call out and uh, get all kinds of people on my show. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay. So she was game and there you go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, her husband's doing all right? Or, oh, he died. Right. He died. They murdered uh, him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they murdered him. And now she's doing her own podcast. And so, that's the joint that she just hasn't. Hmm? Does she have a website and all that, or podcasts or anything? Go to that link with the genocide stuff. Say what? What was that? With the genocide stuff. The one with the plant, the map, the link I put in there. I don't know, you broke up. I still don't know what you said. Is it I me, Dolly? Huh? All right, there. I think that. No, she broke up, and I couldn't understand because she broke up with me, too. All right, okay. it's called Prevent Genocide 2030. Go to that link, and you'll find probably whatever information you're looking for. Okay. Yeah, because my phone today came up with some one of those news blurps that they put on your phone. And it said, is COVID coming back? And I was just like, oh, for God's sakes, and got rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, maybe, (laughs) I don't know. They want to make a second pandemic for sure. Uh, They're kind of losing their window of opportunity, I think. Too many people are on to what's really happening. There's lawsuits. There's there's a lot of things happening. Because, again, to have the pandemic, you have to have the people agree to do it. And I don't, th- I don't think you'll get the same numbers agreeing to do it. Because they proved the masks were bullshit. The staying away from people was bullshit. The vaccinations are looking more and more like bullshit and something much more. So, uh, you know, the lockdowns were the worst things, lock keeping the kids, I mean, what was it, Norway? Is it Norway? It's one of those countries that they didn't do any of this and they never had any COVID. You know? The Mennonites and the, the uh, Amish, Amish people, they, they said that they didn't get any COVID because they didn't watch television. Right. It was, it was a mind game. And I don't think there's going to be, I mean, I hear people talking all the time. And remember, I listen to the news, you know, in one way or another, whether it's on the alternative on the Internet or Fox News, at least 10 hours a day, at least. And, you know, I see all these different versions of 
what is and what isn't and you know it, it's just like we don't we don't know what is and isn't anymore <laughs> you know but the core stuff that we always talked about is true it's just right now you know who knows i mean i, I would look, go ahead i have one more thing i want to share okay um there was another incident of an athlete grabbing her chest and falling down on runs. There, I posted the site where you can see the video, but I want to read to you what what this says. This was uh, Breakout World Cup star Linda Caicedo, C-A-I-C-E-D-O. And this is from Twitter, Twitter, Tweet, um, and at died suddenly is the one who posted it. World Cup star, who's 18, grabs her chest and collapses at training in Sydney before being rushed to hospital in an ambulance after losing consciousness. Breakout World Cup star Linda whoever her last name is, may not feature again in the tournament after the Colombian collapsed at training in distressing scenes that were caught on video. The young gun, who's 18, was rushed to hospital and was unconscious for at least 90 seconds as medics and terrified teammates rushed to her aid at the team's base in Sydney. Footage shows the star jogging with teammates before she suddenly stops, clutches her chest, and falls to the ground. Concerned players gather around her before a woman who appears to be a member of the training staff sprints to the scene, closely followed by other team staffers, one of whom was carrying a kit bag. She was fortunate. She lived through that. Um, and and then again this week, uh, one a famous, I think it's football star, his son plays whatever sport it is, and his son is like, I think in the eighteen age, he'd be eighteen to twenty one. He collapsed on the field, grabbed his chest, collapsed on the field, and uh, he was admitted into ICU, and now he's out of ICU, Thank, and their family's thanking people for their prayers and all that, and asking for some privacy. Uh, that's two in the last couple of days, So, and then there were more recently, so what the way I'm looking at it is, Okay, these these uh, poison shots are starting to do the thing they were made for, intended for, calling the population. So I'm thinking we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of this stuff going on. But you were talking about something that made me want to bring that in. I'm done. A whole lot of healthy becoming unhealthy. Yes. Dropping over. She was barely running. She yeah. wasn't stressing herself out at all. She was like just 
La 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 la. She was in the training session. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll, well see. It, it doesn't happen to women very often. It's mostly men. If it's the mark, what do they call it? Oh. Well, I don't know. The TV um, commentators and people like that, they were knocking over and they were women. Well, it could be. Maybe they were only reporting on the men. Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne James, I think, is the guy you were thinking of. Oh, yeah, uh, the the ball player, yeah, yeah. Basketball, yeah. LeBron, yes. Jan says it was LeBron's son who collapsed. Yeah, so there it is. Right. Yeah. Um, Bill, doesn't it make you wonder, though, if he got the jab or not? The child? First because- thought I had was that. I just assumed it. I just assumed they did because he was a pro player. Yeah, but the father was, not the son. I know. No, but but Mona, the son is, he's a player. He's not pro yet, I don't think. But he is a player on a famous team Mm. in the lower. Yeah, because they made everybody get them, even the tennis people, all of them. Everybody that was healthy had to go get them. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Except postal service people, senators, people like that. That was Australia. No, right? no, 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 no. The senators, the the American uh, representatives, did not have a have to get the vaccination. Right. Neither did the postal people. Oh, the postal people did not. Either right. the male men and women didn't have to get any kind of jacket. Oh, I, I didn't know that. All right. Who's going to deliver the mail if uh, the, the the post people drop dead, like pilots? Yeah, but they didn't get the experimental jab. Why should they drop dead? Well, the the pilots got it, and they all or they 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 were being mandatory to to take it. And um, I'd rather have my post op man drop dead than the pilot. And um, they're starting to drop dead, too. Yeah, well, Ooh. they're asking for the ones that didn't take the jab to come back to work. Right. Right. The pilots, Nancy, the pilot. 33,000 yeah. 33, people need to come into the civilian airline, you know, whatever they call network. To make the numbers that they need. 32,000 is what I heard. Whoa. Oh, and that also brings me to the lady who people were saying, oh, she's crazy because she was in the airplane and she was getting off before it took off because she said that one of the hostesses of the airplane was not real. Well, I also heard or saw a Chinese man was on that plane, and he was checking out the rest of them. He said none of them were real. She was right. He backed her up. um, Robots. Uh, Background people. He acted more like they were clones, and so did she, the way she talked. But he acted... Uh, like more like they were uh, not clones. The other thing, robots. 
So I don't know, Mona. I really well, don't know. They say that the vaccinations can make you into a zombie, so maybe that's what you what they're maybe saying. Right. Mad cow disease, prions. But if yeah. they're made into uh what you said, zombies, how can they function to serve people on airplanes? Because their lower bodies are still operating. Their lower soul, what they you know, what they've been trained to do. That that's why you get a robotic kind of thing associated with it. Impression. You know, because the the person's connection to their soul is gone. Their higher consciousness, their spirit is not there anymore. Don't ask don't ask for any any deep uh, intelligent question. You're not going to get an answer. <laughs> they won't know what you're talking about. They'll just you'll get a gla glazed over look and they'll walk away. <laughs> or, or 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 they will argue with you with with vengeance. Oh, gee! Like Paula Harris. <laughs> like who? Paula Harris. The camel. Oh, oh vice oh, president. Yes. <laughs> she actually came out and said that we have to eliminate a certain amount of people in the population so our children can have clean air to breathe. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so we take a break or you got something else you wanted to say? No, that's it. Yeah, uh, okay. And welcome back to Say What? It's July 29th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. So, um, you guys are back, I'm assuming, yes? Hello. Yes. Hello. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, in the second half of this show, I really want to go back to, well, I, we tried to get it on a couple of shows already, so I've got to do it today because I've got to do it today. Um, on the emotional freedom therapy. Okay. And Walt's talked about this. It's called tapping. And I think that this, the first hour that we did is actually sort of a setup for what was going to come in the second hour. Because at the end of the first hour, I said that, you know, that plane might have been full of people who had taken a vaccination and were therefore disconnected from their higher self. And Dolly said, well, how could the people be, you know, serving and... You know, I'm assuming, was it the passengers also, or was it just the servers, the attendants? The Dolly. attendants. The attendants. So just how the attendants. Were, just the attendants. So how were these attendants able to operate? We know they've been vaccinated because they wouldn't be on the planes working if they hadn't have been. So. Well, is it, one, one second, is, isn't there a woman claiming that her husband is one of those uh, background people? So obviously they they can function up to a level if uh, they can be they can actually be married. <laughs> well, they they can, but I mean they can do the things they've been trained to do. It's the lower body. It's it's uh, the human animal. Let's put it that way instead of a human being now. And so if you've got a second sight, you see, oh my god, there's no energy field coming from this person that is indicating there's somebody in there 
Maybe they look into their eyes and they're dark or something. Some, maybe there's some change that they pick up. But it's probably the energy field. Now, can, can somebody operate on a lower body energy field without being connected to the higher self? I would assume so. Why not? Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, there, there's something that makes the, the lower body work because the lower body dies when the higher body leaves it. But if you've disconnected not so much the source of life, but the source of communication, the consciousness, the intuition, the imagination, if you've disconnected all of those things, I know that they, there is a lot of talk about them targeting what they call the God gene. I know that there seems to be a dysfunction in the cerebral cortex of frontal part of your, your, your brain that is your area of, you know, common sense, cognitive reasoning. So it's conceivable that, that that's what, what they were seeing were those people. but. It's another indicator that if this is true, that this is what's happening out there, this emotional freedom therapy kind of proves that you can have energy fields like emotions that are trapped inside your body, right? That there's no, even though you are consciously aware that there is no COVID, I shouldn't be afraid, but I'm afraid. Why am I afraid? Well, because you got this energy thing that's happening, not just because of prior thoughts to it, but everybody's saying that to you. So the collective consciousness of humanity is saying it. The television, say, everything is saying it. But if you just go through the ritual of emotional therapy, emotional freedom therapy, then you're changing the energetic body. And... I know I'm probably not being real clear about this, but I'm saying that there is a connection between why is this emotional freedom therapy getting my attention now? Um, and it, it, we're going to have to probe into that. But I've got a couple of tapes that might make this thing a little bit more understandable. Okay. And the first tape is by, it's a TED, uh, a TED presentation. And this woman, I believe, is an Australian. And she's giving you a very interesting perspective on emotional therapy. And I think, do I have the date on there? Uh, no, I don't. But it was it was a couple of years ago, okay? I'm not sure when. I'll look it up uh, when it was. But um, so it's something that had been in the works. This is not something that's new. This is something that people have worked with in actual clinical therapy sessions so here we go i'm gonna it's uh okay it's about it's 16 uh, minutes long the next time you feel completely stressed out you're out of your mind you want everything to go away you want to curl up in a ball if you could radically reduce that feeling in minutes and at the same time change your dna expression improve your immune, immune function, and lower the stress cortisol in your body? Would that keep your interest for the next 15 minutes? Now, it turns out there is a way, and it emerged in the 1970s, but it upset the mainstream therapies. 
because quite frankly, it was a little bit weird. Now, termed emotional freedom techniques or EFT, we often call it tapping because it describes the stimulation of acupuncture points on the body. Now, before we get any further, let's talk about those mainstream therapies. You may know there's been three great waves, if you like, and we really did start in the beginning with Freud. And you might recall, we used to lie on the couch and have our therapy lying down. But after that came what we called the behavioralists. And you may have heard of Pavlov, who used to ring the bell when his dog salivated when he presented them with his food. And of course, after that, we had Skinner, who used to do experiments on rats. And then what we've seen in the third great wave of psychotherapy is the cognitive approach. So cognitive behavioural therapy, where really what we've learnt is that your thoughts impact your feelings and, of course, that changes your behaviour and your physiology. And now we have blends such as mindfulness. But there could be a fourth wave that is emerging and these represent the body-based somatic therapies. You may have heard of EMDR, the Eye Movement Desensitisation Reprocessing Therapy. And now what I'm proposing is that EFT, or this tapping technique, may well be part of that fourth wave. <coughs> now, back in the day, 1970s, in the 80s, trying to explain to somebody how EFT worked used phrases such as the body's energy system and meridians, because its philosophy was grounded in Eastern approaches acupuncture. But let me tell you, at an academic level, and certainly out there in the medical field, that was not well accepted. People glazed over quite frequently with those types of phrases. We've now had, the last 10 to 15 years, clinical trials that are demonstrating that tapping on or stimulating acupressure points on the body can change DNA expression, can radically reduce your stress hormone cortisol, can even change your brain's pathways. So I want to tell you a little bit more about that today. But let's come back to where I started. When I was out, fresh out of university, clinical and a health psychologist, very conservative, I certainly wasn't looking for anything weird. But I had a colleague who reached out to me. I was working in the area of eating disorders, a fairly clinical area and difficult area to work with. But the mainstream therapies were failing me. So I really probably was looking at some level. Now, he was a patient man. It was back in the day of dial-up internet. Do you remember how slow that was? <laughs> I wasn't that patient. He reached out and said, look, I have come across something. It is a little bit strange, but I think there might be something in this. Now, I promptly ignored everything that was coming out of his mouth at that point. He'd used the words weird and strange. Several months later, fast forward, he's assisting me at an eating disorder support group. So we would regularly have 30 and 40 women turn up with eating disorders for these groups, free weekly groups. So he was assisting me. I'm in the middle of teaching a lesson and one of the young girls in the group had a panic attack. He gestured he would take her off just to the side and obviously help her calm down while I kept teaching. Now they were back within about five minutes and she was so calm and composed, I was absolutely certain he'd given her some medication. Must have had some Valium in the back pocket. End of the night, everyone goes home. I'm fairly keen to say, what happened? Did you have some medication? He said, no, I did that weird tapping thing I've been trying to tell you about. I said, okay, I suspended my disbelief at that point long enough to learn a little bit more. 
And now, of course, as an academic, I've spent the last 10 years researching the impact of tapping on acupressure points for food cravings and emotional eating. Now, before we get any further, I want to show you how this works. So we're all going to have a go at tapping. We are going to tap on my most commonly researched area, which is food cravings. And I promise nobody's about to give up chocolate, maybe. <laughs> how do we start this? So tapping actually works. And what we do to begin with is we normally do it when we have something we want to change. So that could be a distressed feeling. It could certainly be a food craving, but it could be chronic pain. It could be any one of those elements that we're wanting to do something about. So we normally give that a rating out of 10. So zero would represent I'm completely calm, but 10 would represent the absolute most level of distress, craving, pain, whatever it might be. So we subjectively give that a rating. We then tap on a pressure point that's on the side of the hand here. So come on, everybody do it with me. So I'm not the only person tapping in the room. And as we tap there, we say a sentence that keeps us engaged in what it is. And we are very different to traditional therapies here in that we're very mindful. So we actually almost at a counterintuitive level state our problem. So I'm going to show you one here. And the sentence on this one is, even though I have this food craving, I accept that I have this food craving, that I feel this way. Now, the next pressure point that we tap on is the start of the eye. So if you were to tap with two fingers there, we would also say this craving. The next one is the side of the eye this craving. Under the eye, this craving. Under the nose, this craving. On the chin, probably a chocolate craving. <laughs> Under the collarbone, about an inch, this craving. Under the arm, this craving. And the dead centre of the head, this craving. So that constitutes what we call a round of tapping, which took about 30 seconds. It didn't take very long at all. And of course, we apply this to a multitude of different areas. Harvard University has actually done a 10-year research trial on acupuncture points on the body. And what they have shown through their, their brain scans and their research in clinical trials is that stimulation of these pressure points sends a signal back to the stress centre in your brain called the amygdala, and it tells it to calm down. So after perhaps 10, 15 minutes of tapping on something like a food craving, that part of the brain no longer sends that response out. We, of course, see that as somebody doesn't like their chocolate anymore. Is anyone interested in that? <laughs> of course, the impact might be on stress or anxiety. And like I said, we've now got 10 years worth of clinical trials across a range of different areas that show not only do things like DNA change, stress and hormones, but of course those emotional feelings that people have. I want to talk to you today about three reasons I think tapping and particularly the body-based therapies may well represent this fourth wave that's coming through in the therapeutic space. And look, it could be somewhat of a disruption, but we are definitely creating change in this area. Now, the first reason is tapping is definitely somatic. It's body-based. The second one is it works remarkably fast. And the third one is it has this unique ability to update the brain's learnings. So let's have a look at them in turn. So tapping is definitely physical. And we know through other researchers that often distress is stored in the body. So you may have heard of Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, the Harvard psychiatrist, who wrote, when the body keeps the score. 
And Bessel showed through brain scans that when people have things like post-traumatic stress disorder, a very debilitating clinical condition, the, the area of the brain responsible for speech, broker's area, goes offline when they're in that state, which means they can't talk about what it is that they need to process. He said, distress and trauma gets encoded in the viscera, the body. And that means that even in the context of a warm, supportive, therapeutic relationship, change may not happen. He said interventions need to be directed at the level of the body. And of course, that's what tapping is, that we actually have to state our problem. So if that is a level of distress, that is what we would be stating. But of course, it's the tapping on the pressure points that then sends that signal back. Now, the second point here, this fourth wave, is that tapping does work remarkably fast. We know research is showing that only one hour of tapping can change 72 genes in your body. One hour of tapping can reduce the stress hormone cortisol by 24%. We know that if you were to just rest, have a lie down, or you were to just learn about stress, you'll only get a 14% reduction. So we know that we're having a, a profound effect here and at a fairly fast rate. We've done brain scan studies here in Australia of food cravings. Turns out that when you look at your Instagram images or your Pinterest of all of those lovely high calorie food images, particularly after dinner, your brain fires. So that's what we did to people. We had a look at the areas of the brain firing and then we sent them away for a four week and only two hours a week of tapping, an eight hour tapping program. And here's what happened four weeks later. The brain no longer fires when they look at those images of food that they have no desire for. The last one here is in the area. The last one here is in the area of post-traumatic stress disorder. That only six sessions, so six hours of tapping, in PTSD results in a lack of diagnosis and obviously a reduction in symptoms there that's noticeable to the naked eye. Now, gold standard therapies recommend 18 sessions. If we're achieving that, obviously in six, the question might really be here are indeed all therapies really equal? Now, of course, the idea comes up, has it been compared to gold standards? And of course it has. And one of the big areas has been test anxiety. So certainly as an academic, I see my own students in exam times freezing and forgetting. So when we run test anxiety clinical trials, certainly when we compare to cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, that it's comparable, EFT, tapping, and CBT at the end of a treatment are highly comparable. They get the same outcomes. But here's where the difference lies. It only takes two sessions of tapping to get that outcome. It takes five when you do cognitive behavioral therapy. When you have a look at our food craving research, at the end of a 12-month intervention, so 12 months later when they're finished, EFT, tapping, and cognitive behavioral therapy are very comparable. They get the outcomes. But it only takes eight weeks of tapping, and that's only two hours a week. Eight weeks to get those outcomes, and they stay. They remain 12 months later. It takes six months before people that go through cognitive behaviour therapy achieve those outcomes and then obviously maintain them. It brings us to this last point. Tapping seems to have an ability 
to update the brain's learnings. So you might think, spider in the corner, phobic response, I'll do some tapping, but next time I see a spider, I might have to tap again. Or chocolate cake, do some tapping. Next time I see a chocolate cake, I have to tap again. And actually the answer is you might not. So our research is showing, and certainly the long-term follow-up, is showing that once you've done the initial tapping, it lasts over time. This is good news, perhaps for the chocoholics that are out there. And look, here's a standard phone call. So it's a year later, we've finished our intervention, and here's what happens. I ring Mary. Mary, it's Dr. Peter Stapleton here. Just calling up. It's been a year now since you're in our trial. How's things going with your food cravings? She says, yes, I remember that trial. It was really great. We all brought our food into the groups. <laughs> and I said, do you remember what you did your tapping on? And there's dead silence on the end of the phone. And Mary? Mary says, I know I tapped on something, but I can't remember what it was. I'll remind Mary it was chocolate. Everybody picks chocolate. It was chocolate, and you were eating six, seven, eight bars a day. She goes, that's right. I remember that. I haven't had one of those for the last year. And, of course, we know that the impact of how tapping affects the brain now, that kind of response is becoming commonplace. Not only is it no longer an issue, but they've forgotten that it ever was an issue. Of course, we keep track of that so that we can actually help them out. So there appears to be three things. If you want to update your brain's learnings, you've got old chocoholic habits or certainly a worry or a stress feeling or whatever it might be, there's three things you need to do. One, you actually have to access the feeling, which really is counterintuitive to a lot of approaches that hope someone can just reframe, make a new meaning, or indeed think more positively. In tapping, we actually state the problem, which almost seems like the opposite of what we're used to in these therapies. But at the same time you have that feeling, you have to do an opposite, a contrary state, which one would think is one of calm. Now, I don't know the last time you sat in front of a chocolate cake and had a craving and went, I need to feel calm in front of my chocolate cake. It is a fairly difficult thing to do. But, of course, in tapping, what we do is apply it straight away. So we start to tap on those pressure points and we send that signal back to the amygdala to feel calm. Of course, then we get a decrease in something like a craving or chronic pain or worry or anxiety in the body. The repetition of that to give the brain a different meaning, of course, in tapping is that repetition of several rounds. So it kind of brings us back to, I guess, where we started that maybe what we've got on our hands here is a fourth wave. Maybe we are creating change in the therapy space. And this wave may well be a tidal one. We seem to have the ultimate stress management tool. And the research is building, but it's certainly worth another look. It looks different to the first, second and third wave therapies. And it is unusually rapid. But if we can achieve the same outcomes for people, our patients and our clients, in half the time and obviously half the cost, might we not consider that true emotional freedom? Thank you. So, what would you guys like to say about that? I agree with it. 
<laughs> so so far it has worked with everything. In fact, I've even tr tried uh, used it for things that you would say that makes no sense. Like why you're doing well? It 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 that's a it's a good test. You tested using it for things that you would never use it for. Like for example, uh, in the past you've heard me talk about human design. You. You've heard me talk how the, the body has these eight centers and how the eight centers do different things. You've heard me talk about how some centers are defined while the others are open, undefined. And that's the troublesome one because when a center is open and undefined, that's where you get all the conditioning from the human collective. So I thought, okay, let's see. If this works, I should be able to use it to correct the energy in the centers that I have open, in my case. I know what my design looks like, and I saw, I know which centers are open. So I went ahead and I went one by one, doing, I did FT, EFT for those centers that were open, undefined. So even though my head center is open and undefined, I absolutely love and accept myself. So I, I went one by one with each of the centers that are open. Okay, I'm see if this works. You know, there should be a change, an impact on on your behavior because those are the centers where you get conditioning from the human collective. Well, after doing the the EFT for those centers, in my case, which are open and undefined, uh, I wasn't getting impacted anymore. For example, uh, I have a, an open sacral center. One of the... Uh, particulars of having the center open is that you you don't you you're addicted to food you never know when you've eaten enough because you're constantly craving food or in the case of sex you're constantly craving sex and you never know how much sex is enough sex or how much food is enough food so that's when you listen to that definition it sounds like uh, there's an energy imbalance, but only they're not explaining, okay, what do we do about it? No, they just tell you the information and, okay, what do I do about it? So I went ahead and I did a, a EFT just for the sacral center. And, well, that, that, that's gone. I, I don't feel a, a, a need for sex. I don't feel a need, a need for overeating. I eat what I need to eat, and 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 then that's it. I don't need to eat uh, for entertainment purposes or be or before. Oh, I want I want to feel like oh, I want to eat chocolate or I want to eat ice cream. No, you eat because your body is, is hungry and is asking you for food, but not because I want to. I'm bored and I I need to be entertained. So if it if it worked for such a thing which you would say what does this have to do with my body it does because it, it's a you're actually doing you're addressing the energy that's what we need we don't need drugs in our bodies we need to we need to be this we should have been taught this when we were children and, and going to school instead of wasting our time with uh with like <laughs> like kindergarten, you know, little songs and little play things and drawing things. They should have been telling us, okay, how do you manage your energy? You ask the child, okay, what is your design? Okay, this is what, this is the, what you need, how to handle your energy. 
and you would start becoming uh, acquainted with your energy type and, and how your energy works. Okay, generator is going to function different from a, a manifestor or a, or a reflector because their energies are different. So if their energies are different, that means that how they process things, how they go when they go through life, it's going to the your emotional impact is going to be different. Case in point, okay, my mother has a defined solar plexus. So that means that she's constantly riding an emotional wave. No, she's not crazy. She doesn't need any drugs. She's not manic depressive. It's just that she goes through an up and a down, up and down. So that's why she has to take her time in order to make a decision. She has to give herself time and then she gets the clarity what's the correct decision for her. Okay, her situation is completely opposite from mine. My solar plexus is open, undefined. I can make split the second decision, uh, split second decisions because my inner authority is the spleen, which is my center of intuition. It's on. It's 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 defined. So it's it it only answers question in the present moment. You need an answer to something, and you're as, and you're wondering, okay, what is what is the, the answer? Okay, the answer is will be the instant. Don't 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 ask it later on. Okay, what's the no no? It, it won't repeat itself because it's always in the present moment. So all of these discussions is always one thing energy different forms of energy energies that manifest in a different way they impact that differently but energy not not this you know just the same so <laughs> this is eft is so good because like if you look at the book how he illustrates the issue it's it's the thing in the in the middle between the uh the uh, event that happened to you and how that energy you're you're having a like a short circuit happening inside you so you're always addressing okay the thought of this short circuit but you're not addressing the short circuit okay you address the short circuit the problem is gone so you have the memory like like the lady uh, who she was made to remember the thing with the, that, the addiction to the chocolate but she she wasn't uh, she she had to be act, actually forced to remember it because she totally forgot it. Why did she forget it? That energy was corrected, so you didn't have to deal with it anymore. And that's something no school teaches us. Okay, how do we manage our energy? They they, they give you orders. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing, instead of teaching you about you, they teach you the beliefs of others. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be no. Okay, I I should learn what my energy is like. Why is my why is my man uh, okay projector energy behaves different from a generator energy? There's nothing wrong with it with us. It's just that we function differently, and we well, nobody teaches that. <laughs> so EFT is a fantastic healing tool because it's actually telling you okay, this is how you do it this is how you fix it you don't have to be going to a, 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 a psychiatrist for 10 years talking about the same problem over and over again and just make um, you make lots of money for the psychiatrist but you're not being fixed at all <laughs> so well i like the idea that you have to focus on what's wrong in order to fix it 
because you're you're bringing up that energy so that, that you can and, balance and exactly so you can address it so instead of hiding from the problem okay this is the problem and this is how you fix it it doesn't get any, any simpler than that so you're recognizing it yeah you recognize it because you want to bring up that that short circuit in order to be able to address the short circuit that's that's why you uh, the when you when you look at the EFT process is actually made up of four steps so before you begin the tapping you begin to uh, execute this process which is which is called the uh, psychological reversal before you do any tapping you're bringing up this uh, addressing this thing called uh, for, uh, you've heard of people like um, every time they want to do something, it's like nothing works. It's like and they think, oh, they have bad karma or they had bad spirits attacking them or they, had, they, you know, they try to come up with all kinds of weird explanations. And the problem is that you're you're experiencing a psychological. It's he calls it a psychological reversal. Is that you're you're trying to do something? Uh, for example. Uh, I had a perfect example of that happened. My mother wanted to write something, some notes about something, but every I gave her three working pens, perfectly fine pens, but every time she was trying to work, they wouldn't work. And it was fresh paper and the, pen, the pen, pens were, and, and like, this is so weird. And, and it's actually explained in the book. She was experienced, experiencing psychological reversal. It was not letting her. She she had this blockage that it wasn't letting her write because the, the what she wanted the notes that she wanted to take were so serious and important to her, is that the it was like a subcon uh, uh, subconscious blocking of it. It's like when you sabotage yourself. So you actually do this EFT, you begin by addressing that blockage so that you can do EFT effectively. That's why you say that even though I have this situation, I thoroughly love and accept myself. So you're actually neutralizing that psychological blockage so that the tapping will actually work. If you don't neutralize that psychological, not, the tapping is not going to do it for you. So that's something that has to be explained to the people to understand, okay, there is a reason why you do this statement in order to neutralize the psychological blockage that's why like that there's another reason why you have to do it twice like uh, the the, the gamut of touching the thing is that you do you do one series of tapping then you do the the thing called the, the gamut points where you you tap this point in your in your arm on the back of your hand while you're moving your eyes and you're saying these words, some are uh, words, others are letters, you're actually bringing the, uh, the brain into synchronicity. You're actually synchronizing both hemispheres of the brain. That's why that's another important part. You're actually doing the synchronizing of the brain so that the tapping does take hold. And once you fix something, Okay, wait a minute, that tapping you're talking about right now is on the, the side of your hand, right? It's on the on the on the back, not the not the, pe the the palm, but on the back of your hand, between the the pinky finger and the ring finger. There's a specific point that you tap while you're doing these motions. It's called the gamut point. 
So that's different than the one on the side of the hand that is yes, in the. Exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. So, and you can you repeat exactly where it is? It's uh, it's on the back of the hand between the, the between the ring finger and the pinky finger. Uh huh. That space the point, and while you're tapping that 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 uh, point, that's when you have to do the thing where your eyes are closed and you open your eyes and then you look up and you look down and you look to the left and you look to the right and then you circle your you you right uh, uh circle your eyes to the right three times you circle to the left three times and you uh, he choose he he says he suggests you sing something you know like for example happy birthday to you happy birthday to you and then you stop and you you say the numbers one two through five or ten like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and then happy birthday to you happy birthday to you so by doing these um, these uh, uh, maneuvers you're actually balancing the brain you're actually bringing them into synchronicities so then that the tapping actually takes hold because you're making the whole thing balanced and then you, you then you tap again after you've done that gamut you tap again in, the, in my case, like for example, I, I do the first tapping with my left hand. Then after the gamut thing, I do the tapping on the right hand so that then both sides of the body are being tapped in a balanced way. So, so far everything that I've done, uh, I don't have to repeat. The, the, for example, another thing that's super useful that's in the book, that's why it's so worthwhile to buy the book it's not that expensive could you give, give, give the name of the book again yeah EFT <laughs> uh, let me give it let me go to the um, okay let me go to the Amazon and I'll just grab the link okay I'm logging into Amazon it's this thing I have to put the okay <sighs> I hate these these by stopping the show to let him do this, I make sure that it gets in the chat so I can have it. Otherwise, I'm not sure I can get it again. DJX. <laughs> yeah, it's been that kind of month, hasn't it? Well, I do believe the tapping words, just like words. Yeah. Now, have, you, have you come across the tapping before, Mona? Yeah. But no? I don't remember. Yeah. Huh. We talked about it last week, didn't we? Yeah, oh. yeah, we've talked about it recently, but you didn't know about it before. I had heard about it, but I didn't get it didn't get my attention. Right. And it's been Same around thing. for so long, so it must be time for this to come into play. Okay, there it is in the radio chat. Thank you. And uh, it's uh, uh, this one is nine ninety nine. Okay. Do you remember where you were? I'm sorry I interrupted you. I didn't think it'd take that long. <laughs> uh, sorry about what? You were talking about something when I interrupted you. You had mentioned the book. That's why you said that's why the oh, book. Oh, that, that, that's why the book is so significant. Because of these these uh, little points, they they might not seem important, but they are important. Because right. 
one of the things that they I, I get it that there there are people that are impatient or they don't they don't want to focus the time and energy to get this done correctly and there are people that want shortcuts so even that's in the book it teaches there's an entire chapter dedicated on little shortcuts that you do on the process of don't you don't do this or you skip this part in my case i found that no i i, I looked at the chapter i read it and i said no i'm not doing this because i find that when i do the complete process from top to bottom everything happens if i if i do the the thing like if you go into youtube and you look at all the videos that uh, that are published on eft there's a lot of shortcuts but I found my my own personal experience is when I do shortcuts, it doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't take. But when I do the entire process of the way it was properly documented in the book, it does take in. In my case, maybe I'm weird. Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm a freak. I don't care <laughs> as long as it works. So what well, and the other thing that matters in the that's explained in the book is that our word, uh, the, the words that we use, how we describe the issue that we want to address, it, it's very important because we sometimes the way that we speak or the way that we express ourselves, uh, that something is incomplete or it's not hitting the mark as to what is really happening with us. So for example, it, let's say, uh, okay, I want to address the pain in my right uh, in my right arm, I have this pain in my right arm. Okay, and I say, even though I have this pain in my right arm, I thoroughly love and accept myself. Okay, maybe you should, maybe I am in, being incomplete because I, I should be more descriptive. Even though I have this pain in, in, the, in the top part on the back of my shoulder of my right arm. Uh, so, so what happens is in order to address things like that, you let's say you describe the your right arm hurts okay and that's what you say that's what that's what the issue that you're addressing okay so because of those little blockages that we have he suggests doing it again but this time like okay even though i still have this some of this pain remaining I love thoroughly love and accept myself. So when you're when you're doing the tapping on the points, you're saying, okay, remaining pain on my remaining pain. So you're using the words remaining pain. So you're addressing whatever pain is left. Because sometimes that's that's why he the the author suggests like, like she does it in the in the recording. Uh, she evaluates the intensity of a pain, like you you evaluate from 10 to 0, 0 being no pain. You evaluate that after you do the first run, it may maybe the pain is 3 or 2 or 4. So in order to address that energy that's left un unaddressed, that's why you, you change the test and you say, even though I still have some pain, Either so, so what you're doing, you know, remaining. So you're remaining pain, remaining pain. So you're tapping as you, as you're tapping, you're you keep reminding yourself what are you tapping for. So he says, you know, do not daydream or or remember this cool movie you just watched. No, focus on what you're tapping for. 
So you you have this remaining pain in the, your right arm. Okay, just every time you're tapping and you're going from one point to another point, you keep repeating the words. You're saying it in low voice or you're saying it in high voice, it doesn't matter. You, the, the important thing is that you're saying it out loud. Okay, remaining pain in my right right arm, remaining pain in my right. So every time you're doing that, you're keeping, you're reminding yourself. If you forget to remind yourself what you're tapping for, then you're tapping, you're wasting your time because your body is not going to address that because you're not paying attention. That's why it's important that pay attention. <laughs> so that's why I, I like the complete process, not shortcuts. Uh, shortcuts don't work for me. I guess some people are desperate and they want things like super, super fast. The entire process take what? Take what? Three minutes? Two minutes? How, how shorter do you need it to be, for heaven's sake? And that's just me. <laughs> Dolly, are you listening to this? Are you finding it interesting? She's asleep. You have to stop bothering her. <coughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, Lee Smith tried working with me with tapping, but I she couldn't get my interest in that. And I still, it's like something in, I have a block. I don't want to hear about it. Well, why don't you try tapping to get rid of the block? You can actually do that, exactly. It's like my mother had the writing with the letter. Because I'm not interested. There you have it. <laughs> Someday I might get interested, but today I'm not. I've learned to quit fighting myself. <laughs> uh, how about you, Mona? What's your... Well, I like the idea that you have to basically address the thing. I usually tell myself I love myself before I start working on certain conditions, but I didn't think to do the tapping. Yeah, give it a give it a try. Well, I've See, had so many different issues show up lately. It's been like, God. And the only reason for them stopping anybody. It's uh, making your body illegal. It's illegal for you to have a human body because there's nothing. There's no drugs. You're not using any devices. You're not violating any any laws. So until they make the human body an illegal possession, then you can go ahead and use EFT and nobody can complain about it. <laughs> I've never had so many people out in public when I'm out in public offer help. Because that's how bad I must look at to these people. You know, I had the store owner walk me to the truck today to help me put my stuff in the truck. Just so I could hold on to the cart to walk from the store to the truck. So, and she was very sweet. And, you know, that was just very kind of her. And you don't find that all the time. And if I knew where to tap to make the whole body change so I could feel alive again, I'd love it. <laughs> well, I put in the chat room the points that you need to tap. And, There's uh, all the picture. That was with the face tapping, right? Well, it's your head, yeah. I mean, but, and that's... Breasts. Well, my understanding, Walt, correct me if I'm wrong, but those are the points of the acupuncture points that 
you know, uh, that's the only ones you have to deal with, except for, you know, the one you talked about on the back of the hand. Well, for it's example, others. one thing that in, uh, if you're looking at the, the videos on YouTube and everything, they, they say that when you're, when you're saying, when you, for example, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. In YouTube, they're saying that when, when you're making the statement, like, okay, uh, even though I have this pain on my shoulder, I love and accept myself completely. Okay, in all the videos, while you're doing that statement, which is what you need to begin the tapping process, they're always hitting the, what they call the, the karate point. You're, you're hitting the blade, the, the back, the, uh, or what do you call it, the edge of your palm, the point of the, well, and if you look at the book, that's not the point that you, you should be hitting. In the book, they're, they're sh showing you the two points on your chest below the, um, uh, what do you call it, below the clavicles, you're, you're, these two particular points, they, 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 have the, they have the sore spot, very like a, they, there's like a sore spot, that it, it's part of the, um, uh, what do you call it, the, the, um, lymphatic. the lymphatic system, which is part of the lymphatic system. So in the, in the book, they, they explain you to use those two points in order to, that's why I found it so so different, whatever's in the videos, to the book. Because when I started, when I applied the way things are documented in the book, then everything started working. It, whatever I worked on, it actually, they were actually was getting positive results. But when I try to do it the way those videos, that everything is shortcuts and shortcuts, uh, for me, they don't work. But when I do it the way it's documented in the book, it does work. Like for, I'll give you another example. When you look at the uh, the graphics that you get from the internet, they're always hitting this spot on the top of the head. There are 24 spots listed in the book. The top of the head is not one of them. So I don't know why the the so many variations. Uh, uh, maybe they they work, but I'm sold on the book because that's what works for me. Or, or they're putting these things out because they don't work. That the dark side is trying to, you know, muddle up the discussion by saying, oh, you do this. And no, that's not, no, it didn't work for me. Well, because you didn't do what is supposed to be done. You did what the black hats told you to do. Maybe. Mm. True. That's all. That's always, that's always a possibility that they'll try to sabotage whatever does work so it doesn't work. So, I never, never, uh, what is it? Never put, never let your guard down. What is it? Isn't that the expression? <laughs> Trust but verify. Not you. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll trust you, but I'm also going to keep an eye on you and watch you. I'm not going to throw in with you. I'm just going to, oh, okay, I'll trust you to a point. Anyway, we're going. We're in the last four minutes here. Dolly, was there anything else you wanted to <clears throat> discuss? No, we got it. Ooh. who's that? Burlock? No, oh, that's no. Nisha. That's mine. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we got we got a few minutes here. I'm going to run through this. This week, I took 
notes about the funny things that were happening on the, you know, from basically Fox News, okay? And um, there's somebody who is trying, is calling, is putting putting out, you know, the woke concept that being thin and wanting to be thin is a whitest, a white supremacy beauty ideal. And they want everybody to be fat. So a Philadelphia, Philadelphia Template University is going to have a fat con, F-A-T-C-O-N, and conference. And uh, that's to, you know, tell people they should all be fat. Uh, okay, so then we have um, this California Democratic congressperson is wanting to change the federal laws wherever they have the word husband and wife that it should be changed to spouse. You know how much money that would cost? You know, trillions of dollars to go through all that. Stupid. Um, there was a segment on people, well, they had this one guy that they were filming, this fat man who was dressed like a baby, who was being babied by people. You can actually go to this place and act like a baby and get yourself fed and I guess diapered. I don't know what else. This is on this is on network news, okay? Um Okay, let's see. Uh Oh, yeah, this one was really good though. Robert Kennedy has requested Secret Service protection because he's running for President of the United States. And he has had no response, and it was supposed to be three weeks, and it's been like nine weeks or something. Um, but Hunter Biden had six cars in a caravan to take him to that courthouse with Secret Service people in them. Is that a slap in your friggin' face? Uh, okay, what's this one? And we're the ones who paid for that escort. Yes, we did. But but he's a private person. All right. Okay, you guys want to say good night to everybody? Please. Good night, everybody. Please have a super night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thanks for being here. I always appreciate having having you here because I pick up on your energies and I know you're here. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Don't forget uh, love blankets. Bye-bye. Mona. Yeah. You want to say? More to say, but I don't. What? Wish I had more to say, but I don't. Thank you very much. Oh. Yes, I thank everybody out there that's been listening to us. Um, the next live show is Tuesday. It should be the Shungite show. I think everybody's going to be there. Uh, the archives are mostly up. Yes, they are up. Not today's shows, but they're up. And we do have the Rumble station. You, it's a Cosmic Reality Media uh, station on Rumble now. And we're trying to grow that a little bit. So everybody be safe. Thank you for being here. See you next time.
Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> 